with Scott. You are now in the mix of Sports Talk with Scott. Here he is, the great Scott. How's it going, everybody? How is it going? I thank you for downloading and subscribing Sports Talk with Scott. I am your host, the great Scott. Ladies and gentlemen, the engineer is back. We are fully locked and loaded and ready to go on Sports Talk with Scott. It feels good to be back here in the booth. And ladies and gentlemen, I cannot wait to talk about sports. Last week, I did not talk about sports. I had We Do It For The Kids, Omar and Pre-Mill, Danny from Pre-Mill on. And so now we're back in the sports world, and it is a lot to talk about. It's a lot to recap. First off, I want to say, hey, ladies and gentlemen, We Do It For The Kids toy drive is still going on. You have until next week, so make sure you take some toys if you can. One or two toys down to the Pre-Mill location. Drop off some toys. They're giving away the toys next week to the kids. So please, come on, help out, ladies and gentlemen. Also, I would love to dedicate this show, this episode, to my great-grandmother who passed away this week. So episode 13, it is dedicated to her. But without further ado, let's dig into some sports talk. Just to recap this boxing fight last week, Anthony Joshua, Andy Ruiz, I gotta say, Joshua came out and fought the way he should have fought in the first one. Yes, I don't know if it was Andy, he partied too much because he was still celebrating, or if Joshua just, Joshua just really wanted revenge. But I gotta say, Joshua came out and he really fought hard and long for this one. I gotta say, it went the full rounds, it, there was no knockout unlike last time. So I gotta say, this fight was unbelievable from Joshua's standpoint. Like I said, Andy, he just didn't look like he was all there. He was at his heaviest weight that he fought ever. And so you could tell he's kind of just partying it up, living the high life since he beat Joshua from the first from the first fight. But I got to say, Joshua came out and he fought hard. He landed 42 power punches out of 103. He was landing 40% of those. His jabs, he landed 24% compared to Andy's 17%. And his, you know, his total punches, he landed 28%. But the power punches are what really did him in. And I got to say, Joshua looks like he's ready to go. Unfortunately, you know, you won't get this re you won't get this fight of Joshua or Wilder, Joshua or Fury, because now he has a mandatory fight with the IBF and the WBO. So now he has to fight somebody else before that fight can take place, which is unfortunate because I want to see the winner of this Fury and Wilder fight come out and fight Joshua. Go go get those titles. You know, go get those title belts. Set those fights up. Those are the exciting fights. Not these other fights that they're trying to schedule and get and get going. It's these title fights like Joshua and Wilder. That to me would be the best fight I would love to see Wilder and Joshua fight they have not fought and it's a title fight you know uh and you know Dante Wilder he has the WBC and Joshua has every other title belt so this would be a great title match if he beats Fury now if he beats if he loses to Fury Fury takes that title belt but if not I say get get that fight Joshua Wilder Joshua Fury leave leave all that other stuff alone hey and then you got Dante uh you got Devontae Tank Davis he's fighting coming up at the, on the 28th, that's going to be a great fight. I cannot wait for that. The boxing world, keep those good fights going. I cannot wait to see what the schedule looks like for next year. But it's going to be very exciting, I'm pretty sure. Transitioning to the MLB. The MLB winter meetings are here, and the signings are going crazy. It kicked off with Zach Wheeler signing with the Phillies for $100 million. I, I thought he was going to come to the White Sox, but unfortunately, he did not. And so, I mean, the Phillies, I don't know what it is in Philadelphia, why so many people want to go there. But I... I don't know, but 
that's a good move by the that's a good move by the Phillies on getting a pitcher. They have all the hitters they need. Now they just needed a pitcher. Steven Strasburg, he re-signs with the Nationals. It's a good thing he opted out. He opted out of 100 million. He gets 245 million. The only thing about this is the Nationals have lost pieces left and right. They lost Anthony Rendon, who went to the Angels. And that's that was a great pickup by the Angels. The only thing I would say about the Angels is they should have been more on the sweepstakes for some of these pitchers. They should have tried to lure, you know, Zach Wheeler. They should have tried to lure Steven Strasburg. They should have tried to lure some of these pitchers because they have all the hitters. They have a lot of hitters, good hitters that they need. But, I mean, nonetheless, Rendon going to the Angels, that's going to be good. And that lineup with Mike Trout is going to be great. But the biggest signing... The biggest signing of the of the of the MLB so far is Garrett Cole. We knew he was going to go somewhere with a big market. To me, it was either the LA Dodgers or the New York Yankees, and he picks the Yankees. This is perfect for the Yankees. This is just what the Yankees needed. They needed a pitcher to they needed a pitcher to go with those hitters that they have. Juan Carlos Stanton, Aaron Judge. They did lose Didi Gregorius, unfortunately, who also signed with the Phillies. But I gotta say. This is what the Yankees needed. Now the Yankees have put themselves into prime position to compete deep into the playoffs. If they, I know they're going to get there with this pitcher. So now you got Tanaka. Unfortunately, you don't have CeCe Sabathia, who retired this year, but you add a guy like Garrett Cole, who is now going to be your ace, your main man, to go along with Judge, Stanton. You have these young guys. The Yankees, this is just what the Yankees needed. They needed this piece right here, and hey, they went out and paid him for it because this was perfect. Unfortunately, None of these guys, you know, when came to the White Sox. The White Sox did make a trade with the Rangers for uh, Nomar, but that I like Nomar. I, I think he's going to be great. I think he's going to fit in nice with this lineup with Tim Anderson, Jose Abreu. This is going to be a nice. This was a nice pickup by Kenny Williams. Unfortunately, it's another offseason where nobody wants to come to Chicago. What is it about? What is it about the White Sox, huh? What is it where nobody wants to come play for us? We are one of the best organizations out there, and nobody wants to come. So hopefully we. Can get some more of these guys coming out. Dallas is still out there. Hopefully, we can go get Dallas. That would be nice. I would love to have him come in. We get Michael Kopech this year. We're going to be young, we're going to be hot, and we're going to be ready to ball on that South Side Chicago. But transitioning into the college football world, the college football playoffs, the final one has been released. We now have LSU going against Oklahoma and Ohio State going against Clemson. I got to say, first off, the college football committee has to expand the playoffs to six games. I hope they're listening to this. They have to expand the playoffs into six games, to six teams, I mean. Reason being, I don't know what in the world are they doing if it's because it's limited bowl games that they don't want to, you know, dish out or if it's just that they they're they're okay with four teams. But it does not do these schools service to be with four teams. Like for the longest time, Oregon was right there. Hell, if it was six teams, Oregon would be in the playoffs. They're right there. You got other teams that fought hard to, you know, they six teams, you have to put it at six teams. It's too many good college football teams out there for you to only be doing four teams. Georgia, uh, to me, they lost to LSU, but Georgia should still be in the playoffs right now. Reason being, uh, you cannot have is so SEC is dominating is dominating the college football world. So by you by you just having four teams, you're only picking one SEC team, and that's not right. That is not right at all. College football committee, you have to do you have to expand the playoffs to six teams. If like I said, if you had six teams, you would have. Oregon Ducks in there and the Georgia Bulldogs, which both of those, 
Both of those, I think, especially Oregon, can compete. But nonetheless, I am excited to see this LSU and Oklahoma game. The world on Jalen Hurts' shoulders right now. He goes to Alabama, wins a championship. He gets subbed out for Tua Tagaloa, who comes in, takes his job, and now he doesn't play anymore. He transfers out to Oklahoma. He goes 11-1, and he leads his team to the college football playoffs. I'm rooting for this kid, just not against LSU. I hope LSU pulls it off. I like this team. I hope Clemson beats Ohio State. I am so sick of the hype around Ohio State because there really isn't. They really haven't played anybody. The Big Ten is weak. And so Clemson, I'm not going to lie, too, they're kind of weak in their conference, too. But nonetheless, I would hope that Clemson beats Ohio State. They should, and I hope we get Ohio State, well, Clemson, LSU, and let the and let the Clemson Tigers know that they cannot beat the SEC. That's just what I cannot wait to see. But transitioning to the NBA, David, I got to talk about this because I haven't talked about this one. David Fisdale was fired as the Knicks coach. I cannot wait to rip into the Knicks. The Knicks, I don't know what the I don't know what the hell you guys are doing. But to fire David Fisdale, for what reason? You brought this guy in. You didn't give him a team. You didn't build any. You didn't give him a star player to build around. What are you supposed? What do you expect from this guy? What do you want this guy to do? This man is a great coach. I am so I'm so sick of the NBA getting rid of good coaches. They 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 hire these coaches and they don't do nothing with them. Build up around give these guys a superstar and build around that superstar. And I feel I feel bad for David Fisdale. I thought he got a bad rep out there in Memphis and I thought this I thought this reputation right here took a hit with the New York Knicks. And the New York Knicks, they're they're a god awful organization and I hope they get what they deserve. I hope they don't win the damn a uh, damn game for the rest of the season and next season I hope their season just goes to shit. You know, I am so sick of this. A great coach. The same thing I feel with Mark Jackson. Mark Jackson got a bad rep with the Warriors. He actually built that team up, and then he gets fired. They bring Steve Kerr in, and Steve Kerr just lets the boys play. But it was Mark Jackson that built that up, and the NBA has a problem. They're firing good coaches for what reason? To run up the scoreboard, to put up to put up these points. But I think David Fisdale will land on his feet sometime. I hope he does. I know he will. He's just a great coach, and I hope the next team he goes to, I hope they give him a superstar, and they build around that superstar so David Fisdale can run the plays that he wants to run. But he will land on his feet, whether it be a head coaching job or assistant coaching job, I'm pretty sure he probably end up on Doc Rivers, you know, <laughs> coaching staff because Doc Rivers just he he takes head coaches and he makes them assistant coaches and they become wonderful assistants. But th that's just my spew on that. The Carmelo Anthony, Carmelo Anthony has found the fountain of youth. He has been balling. He has been balling for the Portland Trailblazers. This is just what the Trailblazers needed. They needed this kind of score. You know, you have C.J. McCollum. You have Damian Dollar. You have Dame. You have Damian Lillard. You have Hassan Whiteside. They get Nurkic back pretty soon coming up. So this is going to be a great team. And Carmelo Anthony is balling. He's gotten a second chance, and he's not taking it for granted. He is out there playing good team ball. And so the Portland Trailblazers, yeah, they're not. They don't. They're not doing the best right now. But I guarantee you, come playoff time. You know, playoffs, you want to talk about playoffs? Come playoff time, the Portland Trailblazers will be right there because of guys like Carmelo Anthony, a nice veteran, good leadership, and he fits well with this team. So great move by the Portland Trailblazers, great move by them on getting Carmelo Anthony. They recognized they needed a need, they went out and got that need, and now they're just, wait, they're just waiting to get back fully healthy, and they're going to explode. So I cannot wait. The L.A. Lakers, I got to say, ladies and gentlemen, it's looking like the L.A. Laker, LeBron James, 
James experiment is working. They're 22. They're t- actually 23. They won last night, 23 and three. It looks like it's working. And I gotta say, great job by LeBron. I don't. I really don't care for him, but I gotta give credit where credit is due. Good job by LeBron. He has this team playing good team ball, and it's, it's just the obvious. Anthony Davis, he's healthy. He's playing good team ball. My boy, lo and behold, Danny Green is playing good ball. I don't know what. Maybe he just needed a change of scenery, but. Good job by Danny Green. He's playing good ball. Avery Bradley, they have these role players fitted around LeBron and Anthony Davis, and and it's working. I got to say, the Milwaukee Bucks, they've stepped up. They're looking good. You know, they're 23-3. and And so these teams that, you know, kind of started off a little sluggish, they have picked it up. They're recognized, hey, this is the NBA. Let's ball. And they're balling out. The 76ers look good. So these teams look really good. I am impressed the most by the Boston Celtics. I thought the Boston Celtics was going to take a nosedive after getting rid of Kyrie, but they haven't. They've actually played good, decent basketball. And that's the thing I like about Brad Stevens. It's just fundamental basketball. And you see it every time they play. You know, Marcus Smart plays great defense. They got Kimball Walker playing some good ball. Jason Tatum, I kid you not, this kid is unbelievable. Jalen Brown, I like Brad Stevens. It's good fundamental basketball. It's just good stretch basketball. And so the Boston Celtics, they they have impressed me thus far. And I cannot wait to see what they do in the second half of the season after the All-Star break. So cannot wait to see that. But transitioning into the NFL. The NFL, ladies and gentlemen, is in week 15. We have two weeks left. Well, three weeks if you count this week. And I got to say, the NFL has turned out to be uh, a big surprise this year. You know, there was the hype around the Browns with Baker Mayfield, Odell Beckham Jr., Jarvis Landry. But guess what? They aren't doing anything. And Odell Beckham is reportedly telling teams like the Patriots, come and get me. And so you got these guys like Baker Mayfield, the Browns, they're not doing anything this year. You got teams like the Eagles. The Eagles, let me let me say this for all you Eagles fans. The Eagles would be in a better position If they still had all their pieces, let's not forget, they're without Deshaun Jackson. They just lost Alshon Jeffrey. Their defense took major hits in the early season. So, you know, all you Eagles fans, you would probably be in first in that NFC East if you had not suffered all these injuries. But how about them Cowboys? Ain't that what Jimmy Johnson used to say? How about them Cowboys? Those guys, that's too talented of a team to be in the position that they're in with that record, fighting, you know, clawing, trying to claw, trying to crawl to the top of the NFC East. And I got to say, I think they will win the NFC East. I, I truly do. But however, I, I just don't see the Eagles claw. I just don't see the Eagles actually beating the Redskins this week. They're just minus. They just don't have that many offensive weapons. You know, Jordan Howard's not playing this week. Nelson Aguilar, he's still hurt. So it, there aren't that many weapons. So I do see the Cowboys getting into the playoffs. But what are the Cowboys going to do in the playoffs is a shocker. You know, that's the big shocker in this season. It's just so many things. Lamar Action Jackson, where did he come from? Everybody doubted this kid. Oh, he can't throw. He can only pay, he can only run. He can't throw. He, he doesn't have an arm. This kid has showed he can throw. He can run. He is smart-minded. He has a great football IQ, ladies and gentlemen. He's a shocker this year. The Chiefs, everybody thought they might go undefeated. No, they haven't. They lost to the Tennessee Titans. The Tennessee Titans, where did they come from? You make a trade for Ryan Tannehill. You sit him down. You sit Marcus Mariota down. You bring him in. Derrick Henry, probably best running back this year, along with Ryan Tannehill, who may be comeback player of the year. And I got to say, good fundamental football. The NFL is is great this year. It's been a great season, an unexpected season, and only three weeks left. I can't wait to see 
what's going on in these three weeks. But give you guys some news in the NFL. Like I said, Alshon Jeffrey, he is out for the remainder of the season he with the foot injury, which is unfortunate for the Eagles because they need this guy, especially with these last three games. They're going into the they're going to try to make this playoff push. They just lost another weapon, which is unfortunate. The Giants have cut Janoris Jenkins. Uh, I, I'm not going to say the word on air what he said, but I will say it's the R word, ladies and gentlemen. Look it up. He got cut for saying telling a fan the R word on Twitter, and so I got to say the Giants. It, it really didn't hurt them to cut this guy. He was pro- I think he was second. Actually, yes, he was second in most allowing the most uh, yards to a receiver this year in the NFL. So I mean, they really didn't lose nothing. The bad thing about this. You know, releasing Janoris Jenkins. Now you rely on first-round pick DeAndre Baker, who hasn't who hasn't looked too good himself this year. And I thought he was going to be worth the first-round pick, you know, from Georgia. But unfortunately, he just he just he's just not the guy this year. And so, you know, you cut Janoris Jenkins. You got three weeks left of the season. They'll they'll bounce back in the offseason. The Panthers fired head coach Ron Rivera. I haven't talked about this. They fired Ron Rivera. And I got to say, the the Panthers organization is in a whole new world. They're in a whole new light right now. Now you got, you know, Christian McCaffrey, he's played the best. He he was probably MVP talks until about two weeks ago. He's at his best. You got, you know, Cam Newton. There's uncertainty, you know, with his career with the Panthers. I think he's going to play in the NFL next year, just not with the Panthers. Kyle Allen, they bring this kid in. You know, you got DJ Moore. He stepped up big this year. Curtis Samuel stepped up this year. You know, Greg Olson. So there's a lot of uncertainty with the Panthers going moving forward that I don't I think this was the start of it getting rid of you know Riverboat Run as they called him <laughs> but I think there's a lot of uh, you know a, a lot of questions to be answered this offseason with the Panthers but unfortunately Ron Rivero he will land on his feet a great defensive coordinator a very good defensive coordinator if you if Bears if, if the Bears really want to do something I would go bring him in as a special assistant for the rest of the season and let, help out with that good defense especially as they make a playoff push but uh, Roquan Smith, speaking of the Bears, Roquan Smith, he's out for the remainder of the season with the torn peck, and that's unfortunate for the Bears, seeing as they have to win out for the rest of the season, and it starts this week you know, against the Packers. That's going to be a great game, ladies and gentlemen. Darius Geis, he's on IR. And I, I want to talk about this kid for a minute. This kid from LSU last year, he was a rookie last year, he just can't stay healthy. He sprained his MCL in the same leg he tore his ACL for the second time, and this kid just can't stay healthy. But when he's healthy, he had 30 fantasy points week before last. But when he is healthy, he has a strong force to be reckoned with and a strong presence on that team. And so I hope he comes back healthy. Uh, you know, I'm glad they put him on IR. He gets a little more extra time to rest. He gets the offseason to come back stronger than ever. So I can I look forward to that. But I really want to talk about... You know, I'm not going to break down any Week 15 games. For I have my DFS notes posted on the website, sportstalkwithscott.com, so you can check those out. I actually also posted, you know, some winning lineups that I have been winning throughout the season, so you can check those out just if you're unsure about my, you know, my knowledge on the NFL world. But I will, I want to talk about, I want to give you guys some insight about DFS this week. It's a lot of divisional games this week. Like you got the Tennessee Titans and the Texans, the Houston Texans, who are who are tied for first and winner, you know, takes the 
and winner gets, you know, first place. Those are the kind of games you want to look for this week. Those are the kind of, you know, acti- those are the kind of games you want to look for, look for players in those games. And those are the, you know, it's a lot of those games going on this week. Look for these teams that are fighting for playoff spots. I think like the Bears. The Bears defense against the Packers, that'll be a good defense moving forward, you know, for this week because hey, they have to win out. And it's against Aaron Rodgers, you know, in Lambeau. Aaron and them beat them in Chicago first game of the season. So they want to return the favor at Lambeau. Ha-ha, Clinton Dix is returning back. So it's a lot going on. So look for those games, ladies and gentlemen. Look for that Vegas over-under. Vegas always gets their money. So look for that. I will. I do want to talk about playoffs coming up. That's going to be great. You know, Tom, everybody's talking about Tom. I get so many emails, so many phone calls, so many texts. Hey, what's going on with your guy, Tom? What's going on with Tom? Relax. R-E-L-A-X. Relax. Tom Brady, Tom Terrific. He will be there in the playoffs, ladies and gentlemen. And that's when Patrick Mahomes and Lamar Jackson should worry. Because Tom Terrific will come through. I guarantee you. I, I Hey, you can take that to the bank if you really want to. Those are going to be some great matchups. You know, the Saints. The, the Seahawks, the 49ers, that NFC playoff, that's going to be great. I cannot wait. Like I said, it's three more weeks left. This last three weeks is going to be very, very interesting, ladies and gentlemen. So only three weeks left of DFS full roster. Let's keep these winnings going. And like I said, you can check out the website, sportstalkwithscott.com, for all DFS updates for football. That's posted. That's already updated. And I break down game by game on there. You can ask, You can also check out the Instagram page. Sports Talk with Scott. I drop news daily on there, and I also put some news on the DFS notes for teams on there. You can check that out as well. But unfortunately, ladies and gentlemen, this concludes Sports Talk with Scott for the week. It feels so damn good to be back, ladies and gentlemen. I tell you that much. Until next time, like I always say, have a safe week and a productive week. The great Scott is out. And while the world-